0: Scott and he put up a quote that he said he said we've been here too many times before we cannot continue down this path America can't not stand silent let it serve as a call to action for every lawmaker in our nation at every level yeah what action would you like to see Congress take?
1: well I don't know that there's any law that can stop that evil that we saw that is just I mean just difficult to watch um what strikes me is just the lack of respect for human life um so I don't know that any law, any training, any reform is going to change. You know, they, 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 this man was handcuffed.
2: They continued to beat him. You know, it's a completely unsatisfying answer from Jim Jordan here, because Chuck Todd has asked him to meet the press. You know, hey, what do you think we got to do different to prevent what happened to Tyree Nichols? And uh, Jim Jordan's like, I, I, I don't, I don't have a good answer. I don't, I don't know that there is a law we can pass, because what they did was breaking the law, and anything that you propose doesn't seem to have anything to do with this situation so i don't know and that's a very frustrating thing to have to say but as i've been trying to say all morning um i think that is the answer you know there's this uh pastor in the bible that's uh it's one of my favorites i know it's a weird one to have as a favorite but it's where these people come and um you know they're talking to jesus about you know bad things that happen and and he says you, you know do you think that the people that the tower inside on that fell on uh, were any worse than anybody else or the people who were slaughtered by hair do you think they were worse than anybody else and his point was that just the world's just full of stuff you know horrible stuff happens sometimes it happens because of natural disasters and you know sometimes it happens because um there's a you know somebody's evil or some mixture of the both you know there's this sort of You know, long tradition in religion of always trying to explain everything, like if there's a, you know, I I won't name names, but some fairly famous theologians uh, tried to blame Katrina on New Orleans, like New Orleans behaved badly and therefore Katrina. Dude, (laughs) that's just absurd and obscene. God doesn't work that way. Sometimes things just happen, you know? And in this case, I can't think of a law that would solve what happened. Because, you know, and Chuck tried tried to kind of put up the usual solutions that don't really have anything to do with this. Why not a federal
0: ban on chokeholds? That seems to be—that's agreed upon, right? You're you're well, comfortable with uh, a full federal ban on chokeholds for well, police I'm, officers? Well, I'm for
1: the best training possible, but what I'm not for is what we saw there. I don't mm-hmm. know that any any training, any ban, there was no chokeholds used there. What they did there was just just continue to beat this this Mr. <laughs> Nichols, and so I don't know if that's the answer. Right.
2: I mean, the chokeholds weren't even in factor here. In fact, honestly— I thought at one point, you know, maybe if they'd have to tried a to chokehold, they wouldn't have been beating him. Yeah, right. I, you know, and in case you haven't watched the video, I have watched the video, okay, the, the 20 minute version, not the full 60 minutes, but, you know, I think I've seen enough to know what happened here. Um, there was a part where one of the cops comes up and kicks him in the face, kicks him in the head, and then again and again. And then they prop him up at a different point, and another cop hits him in the face five times. And there was another part where, and I think it's the same cock who kicked him, uh, comes back with his baton extended and says, uh, I'm going to baton the blank out of you. And then he proceeds to do so about five times. I I mean, it's bad. Really, really, really bad. And then he dies later. It's awful. So what does chokeholds have to do with that? Except that, you know, I mean, honestly, what I was thinking watching the video was, I mean, chokeholds might've saved his life. If they'd have just choked him out, maybe, I don't know, you know, and then he talks about like having the wandering cop database, you know, that's the idea that cops would go from one place to another and get fired from one and they get hired in another jurisdiction and they don't have the really good ability to go back and check references or, you know, report on them if they've done something bad. Well, yeah, I agree with that and it ought to be federal and I think Jim Jordan is wrong in saying that it shouldn't be federal, but it doesn't have anything to do with this case. That just, it's not relevant. And so much of the time, you know, what happens is there's an event and it's a shooting. And therefore, all of the things that we want to do to control handguns or rifles or people, uh, none of those had any application of this case, but still we want to do all of those things. And the, like the philosopher logician in me is like, that is not related. How would that prevent this? And none of that stuff that he's talking about would have prevented this. Now, Jim Jordan also says that, look, uh, this defund the police mindset that we see has created a climate in which it's hard to hire and find good cops. And if you get rid of the ones that are marginal or questionable, you know, I mean, he didn't really quite say it, but, you know, it's hard to find enough good cops. And that's true. Think about how hard it has been for us in uh, Escambia and Santa Rosa counties to be staffed up in a place where we love the police. Because of the Ferguson effect, because of, you know, all and think about places where they don't love the police, You know, how hard is it to staff up in Seattle or Minnesota, right? 7.15 715 here on News Radio 923. We'll talk about this a little bit more. If you want to weigh in 437-1620, feel free to weigh in. And I'm going to ask all my cop friends like we have three big interviews every week with, uh, you know, our police our law enforcement folks. We'll talk with them about this. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh
3: still an accident we're watching this. It's causing a roadblock eastbound Highway 98 in Navarre. And this is backed up from the Navarre Walmart. It looks like the accident happened in front of the Walmart the Supercenter, not the Fresh Market, but the Walmart. Backed up to the bridge, uh, the turnoff to Navar Beach and 87, maybe even further. It's a parking lot. Uh, if you have traffic tips or certainly if you know different or you see something, let us know. Text 437-1620, News radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
2: Thanks so much, Candy. So back to Memphis. Uh, somebody texted and says, Memphis is the product of lowering standards. Good people are shying away from law enforcement because of public sentiment and lack of pay. I think those are factors in general. I'm not sure that they're factors here. I just, I, I can't say. OK, but I think in general, sure, uh, police are short staff. They write uh, in some cases more than other public and private employers. Uh, some have lowered standards to fill the ranks. And this is what happens. I don't know that. I don't know that. I, you know, it's convenient to believe that might be true. I just think. Look, uh, I look from the perspective of law enforcement. Being a cop is hard. You fight. It's difficult. It's challenging. It's frustrating. And. Sometimes you get yourself in a situation where you're with a bunch of other people and you're worked up and you're amped up and you've been fighting and you're hurt and you've inhaled some pepper spray and you got, you know, your shin kicked in real hard and you're limping, which is true if you watch the video with these cops. And um, you've just got this guy and you just have, you've seen bad things, you've endured bad things and you just start to take it all out on this one person. Does that excuse it? Absolutely not. But when everybody's doing the same thing and nobody's standing up and say hey stop we ought to not do this and when the only real self-aware moment seems to come later in the video when one of the cops realizes there's a sky cam up above that's videoing everything they're doing because he shines his light right at the camera that's up on the light pole i mean i this is such a terribly disappointing way to describe it but i honestly think that they just let their emotions and self-control get away from them. I don't think they were trying to kill him or they would have shot him. And I, I, I don't buy the later on when they're talking about he grabbed for my gun because I think they would have reacted differently. I just, I I don't know. I, it could be hard to tell. Video footage is not clear. I don't buy that either. I just think a group of people got into a moment where they lost self-control and the other four people with them were losing self-control so they all kind of ganged up and lost self-control together and they did a horrible thing that no cop should ever do and there were lots of off-ramp opportunities it seems and they didn't take any of them and, and that's that's all there is to say about it. it they should be charged they were charged they should go to jail i expect they will they should not be cops and they won't be and I said it before, but I'll say it again. The the fact that they were black is probably what stopped there from being riots. The fact that they were charged is probably what stopped there from being riots. Because if you're going to go pr- protest about this, what are you going to protest about? They've already been charged. They've already lost their jobs. And sometimes there is no there is no answer. There's just people do horrible things. And, there is, and it was horrible. And I don't necessarily recommend you watch it. I'm, just, I'm trying to tell you what happened so you don't feel the need to watch it because um, it's bad. It's an ugly thing to see. It really is. And sometimes horrible things happen in the world. That's a very unsatisfying answer. But that, I think, is the honest answer about this case. Seven, nine, unless something else comes out, and maybe it will. And I'm always willing to revise my opinion based on subsequent information. Four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty. Uh, somebody here says, "Well, what happened is completely tragic and should not have happened." Where is the sense uh, of uh, complying with police requests without resisting arrest? Uh, and I'm not quite sure what the point is here. There, there are two things. One is, um, uh, it, you know, he did run. Doesn't justify the outcome. I think he was trying to comply originally. You know, but they're just all up on him yelling at him. So, and somebody else says, this is part of the problem with mob mentality. Amen. That's right. Yeah, that's true. 4371620 where can we see the video? Uh, on YouTube if you just look for it uh, Tyree Nichols' video you'll find it right away. Uh, al- al- alabama.com al.com I know has posted one that's where I watched it was they had one. I'm sure it's in several places. The one you're you're going to want to look for is the uh, uh, the 20 minute version and you want to watch from about a minute 50 you want to be sure you watch from about 150 to 4 minutes in the video. That's the skycam. That's the most awful part unfortunately but that's the part that'll give you the best perception of where they've broke the law where they violated the law where they went well beyond what they're supposed to do 721 on news radio 92 3 i'm andrew mckay
3: in a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us Wednesday on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92 3 AM 1620. News Radio 923 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 923 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8:30 a.m. and 530 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer.
0: When you listen to News Radio 923 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7. Ask the Preacher at 8. Town Hall Review Fox News Sundays a weekend. Check it out. And Gun Talk at 8. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you.
4: don't know this song? I definitely do not know this song. <laughs>
2: you'll know in a second. Come on, I'll go ahead and play I it. I wasn't going to play it out. Here, you, you'll know this part.
3: What does the say? I this song. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Now you know it. <laughs> wow, I never heard the other lyrics.
2: 723 here on News Radio 92 3. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. That's candy. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David, ding, ding,
1: ding, I don't know ding, where
5: ding, ding, you guys ding. dig up some.
3: I'm saying. <laughs> Do you from have the, that hit?
2: From always the pile white from of obscure back. good music is where it comes from. I, I, I remember hearing
5: that a long time ago, but I would have never in a million years thought about it to Until I played <laughs> pull it, there. it out of the vault. Right. <laughs>
3: Thanks, uh, Andrew.
2: Uh, what does the, the most... Fox say?
5: Former President Trump taking some more shots at Governor DeSantis on the campaign trail, speaking with reporters on his plane on Saturday. He called the possible run by Governor DeSantis. Very disloyal. Uh, He also claimed he's trying to rewrite history regarding his response to COVID. Memphis police now deactivating their Scorpion unit after this Tyree Nichols incident. Scorpion was their special unit created for deployment in high crime areas of Memphis. The uh, five officers that were uh, involved in the incident were all part of the Scorpion unit. Uh, so Memphis PD tweeted over the weekend they were listening to the Nichols family and community leaders. They thought it was in the best interest of all to permanently deactivate the whole unit. And uh, I, I don't know if you follow a
2: lot of hockey, the Hershey zero <laughs> Hers- percent, other than the Ice Flyers a little. Uh, it took okay, it as a gem gotcha. in college. Go
5: ahead. Well, there's a team in Hershey, the Hershey Bears, and That's they right. have uh, they have a uh, an event every they should year be called the Kisses. <laughs> it's it's like well, it's their lights, teddy yeah. bear toss, and. Uh, What happens is fans bring their own teddy bears, they throw them onto the ice, and they get donated to charity. Well, they set a record with this over the weekend. Uh, they, uh, apparently the team though, it happens when the team scores, the team didn't score. So right at the end of the game, everybody just chucked their bears on the ice anyway, <laughs> but they, uh, they got over 67,300 bears wow. thrown onto the ice.
2: How big is this arena? That's gotta be multiple <laughs> per person. That is,
5: yes, that is a lot. Apparently it, uh, it beat their record by over 15,000 bears. Wow. From the uh, the oh, last
2: bears. biggest, That's, you need to just like Zamboni the Bears up like yeah. that would be a lot of. To wow. be fair,
3: there's nothing else to do in Central Pennsylvania.
2: No fair. Fair, fair. Besides enough. Hershey Park. <laughs> Besides chuck bear Besides
3: right. chuck
2: bear <laughs> David, <laughs> thanks so much for the update. Candy with Traffic on the Fives. Uh,
3: another bad accident we're watching. It's Highway 29. Not an accident. I'm sorry. It's a 18-wheeler as I understand. It's broken down and it's uh, very slow and a standstill in some areas. Southbound 29. This is just north of Kingsfield. It looks like it's backed up to where the Wind dixie is and possibly further by Tate School Road. Uh, another uh, accident causing a roadblock. We're still watching that one. Eastbound Highway 98 in Navarre backed up from the Navarre Walmart. Not the fresh market walmart but the big super center of walmart uh to the bridge the turnoff uh to navarre beach and 87 so that's backed up quite a ways too hey traffic tips sex us 437 1620 news radio 923, informative local dependable
1: Facebook announced that it will reinstate former President Donald Trump's account, but this time, they'll put guardrails in place to keep him under control, which I think is the same thing they said every time they tried to reopen Jurassic Park. (laughs) Also, what even are guardrails on Facebook, and can they apply to my uncle? Because he's posted some very disturbing fanfiction about the green (laughs) M&M.
3: It, it it was the only funny part of the show. I was going to say it
2: was not a good SNL. It was awful. The open was terrible. I didn't even have the heart to watch the Michael B Jordan monologue cuz I, I like him so Michael much B. and B. I didn't want to yeah. not like him. And uh, he was, what, the like the third most beautiful man voted last week or something? You know, oh, yeah. and I thought, man, that's two places too low. Uh, <laughs> you know, am just saying, he's a very good looking guy. Um, but, uh, they, Colin Jost had all the jokes. Michael Che had none of the jokes this week that were any good. It was really all Colin Jost. In the wake
1: of the classified document scandal, representatives for Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama issued statements saying they all turned over all classified records before leaving office while jimmy carter issued a statement saying come and get him you <laughs> bastards
3: <laughs> that was a, that was a sassy jimmy carter impression
2: <laughs> and and the, now this this one this one's a visual But I want to share it because it was my favorite joke of the the entire episode. Disney World
1: is closing Splash Mountain to turn it into Tiana's Bayou Adventure after complaints that its Song of the South theme was racist. Okay, but where's the outrage about Disney forcing a mentally challenged dwarf to mine blood diamonds?
3: Dopey.
2: (laughs) Our last like one okay with that that's right yeah, that was fine. How do you know there were blood diamonds? They were anyway um, last one, a 23 year
1: old Chihuahua in Ohio named Spike has been officially named the world's oldest living dog. The secret to Spike's long life, a lot of Chihuahuas look the same. <laughs>
3: That was a good one. Uh, how do you uh, verify? Just, no. How yeah, right? do you verify? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. exactly right. You got to cut them open and count the rings. No, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't. That's funny. Right.
2: Uh, Seven twenty eight on news radio because many Chihuahuas look alike. Uh, Seven twenty eight on news radio ninety Oh, this is again in in the theme of. You think I make up the transgressor stuff, but I tell you it is always, except for just one or two rare cases, always based on real news. Uh, real, well, real stories. I don't know if it's real news. But there's now a story. This is so crazy. There's now a story out there that um, uh, natural history folks, museum curators, are saying that it is inappropriate to refer to mummies as mummies. What they're going to call them now is mummified persons or mummified remains because they want people to have more respect for the individuals that are on display instead of thinking of them as some crazy, creepy, aggressive creature from the beyond that's going to come back to get them. And they want to think about the people inside the mummification wrappings or whatever instead of... Uh, just treating them as objects, and so the uh, the push is uh, persons of mummification, or mummified persons, or mummified remains, or I like mummified corpse. Frankly, I think that's actually a little bit more on descriptive.
3: Point. Yeah, yeah, because
2: remains sort of indicates partiality, right? Like there's yeah, only some of the, it's remains the remains available. Uh, So, yeah, uh, which remember that we joked about this, but when the Stanford list came out of all the words you're not supposed to say, one of their running themes was it's it's not a blank person, it's not a blank, it's a person with or a person of person first terminology. So, a person of mummification. Because of
3: Abbott and Costello and a Brendan Fraser movie, which is not
2: bad. Both of those reasons. And all of the other cultural hatred towards mummies. Don't be scared.
1: News. I'm Chris Foster. In addition to five former Memphis police officers charged with murder, first responders there when Tyree Nichols was beaten after a traffic stop could face criminal charges.
4: Video shows the uh, five officers participating in a savage beating of Nichols where he's kicked, punched, pepper sprayed, and struck with a baton multiple times as Nichols is left seemingly defenseless. You also see in the video other officers show up on scene and just stand around as a bloody Nichols is left
0: to wait more than 20 minutes for medical attention. Fox's Charles Watson in Memphis.
1: Lisa Loring, the daughter, Wednesday in the 60s Adams family TV show, died 64 years
0: old.
3: If you learn how to dance well, she'll think you're Fox. Fox.
6: <laughs> neat. Groovy.
1: The family says she had a stroke caused by high blood pressure. America's listening to Fox News.
5: Good morning, 731. It's News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Cloudy skies right now, a dense fog advisory in 69 in Pensacola. Quite a scare on Saturday for anybody shopping in the Walmart on Highway 29 in Ensley. Apparently, a suspicious package caused an evacuation of the whole store. That call came in Saturday evening. A package had been left near the bathrooms. Deputies ended up calling in the SWAT team to make sure everything was okay. And uh, as of now, Uh, The package was clear, not a threat, but no word on what was inside or why it was left. At the store, deputies uh, did say, though, no threat. The shoppers were let back in the store later on that evening. If your travels are going to take you past Graffiti Bridge today, take a look. You'll see a new mural. It honors Okaloosa County Deputy Ray Hamilton, who was shot and killed last month, responding to a call in Fort Walden Beach. A family friend of the deputy reached out to Graffiti Bridge and made that happen. Artist painted the tribute memorial yesterday. It features his badge and end of watch, or the day he was killed in the line of duty. Pensacola native and CNN law enforcement analyst Dr. Cedric Alexander weighing in over the weekend on the video that shows the incident between Tyree Nichols and police officers in Memphis.
4: Clearly not absent. And that was a lack of leadership. Who was a supervisor on the scene? Who was a supervisor that subsequently should have been listening to the radio and heard all this traffic that was taking place?
0: So there's a failure in supervision here, it appears. And certainly uh, training is of question.
5: Alexander telling Channel 3 that uh, he is certain, though, that the Memphis Police Department will be addressing those issues and praise them for investigating the five officers so quickly. CVS and Walmart both cutting their pharmacy hours. They'll be closing some locations earlier. This is all coming about because of staffing shortages. Some customers say even if a few stores are left open at regular hours, it'll still make getting essential medications a whole lot more difficult.
4: That takes away the convenience of having a pharmacy close by because now you're searching
3: for a pharmacy in your community, but it could be 20 minutes away.
5: And both companies have announced they'll be scaling back hours, uh, of course, because of a lack of pharmacists and other key positions. CVS adjusting hours at about two thirds of its retail pharmacies and uh, Walmart planning to reduce pharmacy hours by closing at seven instead of nine at most of its stores. Pensacola police officers are investigating after a body was found on the side of the road on Scenic Highway on Sunday. That person was found about around Scenic and Langley, and officers say it appeared to be a suicide. Right now, the investigation is still ongoing. Could see some delays later on this afternoon on Three Mile Bridge. FDOT says they'll have some crews out there. They're going to be demolishing a submerged pier from the old bridge that was built all the way back in the 60s. Uh, They say traffic will not be completely blocked when that happens, but it will be slowed down again. This is all scheduled for about uh, 2 or 3 o'clock this afternoon. And uh, right now it is almost 735. Let's get a look at your traffic on the fives with Candy
3: i watching a, a couple of areas of concern. One is Highway 29. And, and first off, let me remind you, man, if it's foggy, you're seeing fog, make sure that your lights are on, not just so that you can see other stuff, but so that others can see you uh, as well, including your brake lights. So make sure your lights are on, and certainly be careful wherever you are, especially with the fog. Accident causing a uh, roadblock. This is eastbound Highway 98 in Navarre. And again, backed up from the Navarre Walmart. Not the Fresh Market, but the Supercenter. And it's backed up to the bridge, the turnoff to Navarre Beach. And another slowdown. This is southbound 29, just north of Kingsfield, backed up to the Wind Dixie. It's a broken down 18 wheeler, and as I understand, causing a bottleneck. So be careful. Make sure your lights are on for the fog. And if you have traffic tips, text 437 1620. It's News Radio 923 Informative, Local, Dependable.
4: We do have a chance of rain today, 20% chance of showers overall, otherwise mostly cloudy skies with a high near 74. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 61. As you go into Tuesday, two- A small chance of rain will continue with a 10% chance of showers high near 71. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 59. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Sporting Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Sporting Weather Center.
5: Thank you very much, Brooke. 69, cloudy and foggy in Pensacola. 67 in Gulf Breeze and 69 in Milton. Our next news at 8 o'clock. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable.
6: I'm Jennifer Kuczynka with Your Money Now. If you're thinking about switching jobs, now's the time to polish up your resume and put your search into overdrive. That's because the first few months of the year are the best time for job hunters. Glassdoor knows that employers typically finalize their corporate budgets in January and start advertising for open positions soon thereafter. The job market has been on a tear in the last two years with employers adding 4.5 million jobs last year and 6.7 million the year before, more than making up for losses incurred during the early days of the pandemic. A Tesla Model S spontaneously burst into flames Saturday afternoon in California while driving on a freeway. A metro Fire of Sacramento says the Tesla's battery compartment caught fire while the vehicle was traveling freeway speeds. Firefighters used about 6,000 gallons of water to extinguish the flames. As the Tesla's battery cells continued to combust, no one was injured in the incident. On Wall Street, futures pointing to a lower open this morning. That's your money now.
0: When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis and Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates, leave the numbers to the experts.
2: Pensacola's Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings 5 to 9. These kids who grow up in poverty often grow up in broken homes. They grow up in an environment where there's very little hope. If you lived in that environment, it's very easy to understand why people are largely a product of their environment. We need to get successful black men who have come out of that background in front of these kids when they're young enough for that example to make a difference. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
4: I was actually in Gainesville at that leadership conference at the time, and I emailed Rebecca and said, isn't this the same company that did South and East Spencerfield Road? And she uh, acknowledged that it was. We had such a calamity with that intersection over two years ago. It was the first job this company had ever done in the county. They haven't done a major job since then that that name stuck out to me. And I think it's important that you understand the significance. when over two years later I see a contractor's name come up and it causes me concern when I'm in Gainesville.
2: So you have Sam Parker here. He had not been in the uh, the committee meeting on Monday, but he had, you know, they had he had asked to pull this item off of the consent agenda and put it onto the regular discussion agenda. I believe this was the one. I'm sure this was just based on everything else. And because uh, he had been on uh, official duty somewhere else, and he says, uh, "Look, the problem here is that this company that we're looking at hiring to do the light at Chemuckla Highway and um, uh, Wallace Lake Road—that's the Piggly Wiggly, the K8 School—they obviously have to put a light in there. The uh, the company they did work for us before." at uh, east and south spencerfield road and uh, it was a mess and um, people were more upset about that than anything else i've ever seen them be upset about for a public works project
4: it may have been a mistake and and i can move past mistakes lord knows i've made plenty of them but it's just like uh, with my property business or your property management business you would do the same thing for a client if you have a contractor make a very significant mistake and it wasn't just a mistake that happened but it was weeks and weeks during that mistake where people would drive by and excuse well i will say a nice word upset citizens you can fill out in probably what i would have said calls because as they drive by there's no one there working on it and equipment just sitting on the side of the road as we drive by asphalt that had been totally milled up and then we're hitting potholes did he mean to say livid you could say livid no (laughs) i know what he meant to say
2: but yeah okay so you got a company that bids on this project to put in this light and all of the various road elements that are going to go along with that new light and uh he's had one experience with them before and he says it was terrible I don't know the company other than what Sam has said. I don't know the work on that project. I don't live in that area. I mean, I know the road he's talking about, both of them, uh, but I don't You know, I don't remember that issue with the Spencerfield Road project. But he says, look, um, you have a bad experience like this. You don't give them a big contract. And I offered for them to come here, or they knew this was going to be on the agenda, and they're not here, which, you know, that should say something. And he's like, look, my job as a public official is – to make good decisions and this is not a good decision
4: quite frankly it's like i told brad if things go south and all i can go off of is the track record of what we had happen in this county on their last job it don't affect brad and devan and rebecca as far as getting bad mouth it'll be us five gentlemen that people are going to be upset with and after dealing with it once, there's no way that I'm going to subject myself to that knowingly, nor the citizens who would have to bear that burden. And so he says, look, uh, maybe we
2: give them a smaller project or something like this, but we don't give them this big old project that's
4: essential to get it done properly. So I looked at the bid tabulation, which is in the back the next lowest bidder is three trade consultants. They are a local company. And I know for a fact that over the last six years, we've had times even where public works had problems with things and we send them out to do it. So um, I understand that it does cost a little more, but when I look at our capital budget for the year and you're talking about give or take a 1% change uh, for going with a company that I know that's local and that has done things on an intersection this big, uh, I would recommend that our board not go with the cheapest bidder And it is not that we're not trying to be good service of tax dollars, but that we quality sometimes is worth paying a little more for that we go with the next cheapest bidder, uh, which would be three trade consultants.
2: So when you look at this list of the four bids that were put in on this work, uh, the most expensive was Chavers. That was uh, Chavers construction was one point six million, about three hundred thousand dollars cheaper than them was Rhodes, Inc. at one three five. Then uh, Three Trades came in at one three, about $50,000 cheaper. And then you had uh, C.W. Roberts is the one that came in at the low bid at one million fifteen, about $280,000 cheaper. So it's not a negligible amount of money that Sam is talking about spending. You know, he says, uh, look, we need to, we should spend the money because of my one experience with this low bidder. Uh, that was the only project I can think of that they've done in the county, and it did not go well. And, I, again, I don't know this company. I don't know the, the project. I'm going on what Sam said. Okay. So uh, James Calkin says, I totally agree. I appreciate you, Commissioner Parker. Uh, I fully agree with that. And uh, if you're willing to make a motion, I will second. And Sam many times said, I'm fully willing, (laughs) fully willing to make this motion
4: because. Some decisions are really easy. And when somebody doesn't do good work, whether it's a mechanic on your car or a carpenter in your house, you don't call them back when you got an even more important job. You don't buy, mm-hmm. you don't go from, hey, you worked, You screwed up my pickup, but now I just bought a brand new Cadillac, and I need you to change the brakes on it. Nobody in their right mind does that.
2: And as he said, no judge would disagree with that reasoning because it had been brought up by a member of the public that you know, maybe they'd get sued or maybe they were violating some state statute that requires them to go with the low bidder. You know, what's the point of having a bid opening if you're then going to come back and say, well, don't go with the low bidder. And again, this is not a small amount of money. $300,000 almost is a is a significant amount of money. But Sam's like, look, um, I can't go to I can't go to the low bidder. I know the low bidder. They did a bad job the last time, he says, and I can't go back to them in good conscience. Let's go with, you know, three trades. We know three trades, three trades. We work with them all the time. They backstop our own public works department when they get into trouble they can't solve i mean they're a very very good partner and so uh, the relevant question had been raised about the legal issues I'll give you the perspective on that in just a second. Let's get candy in here with Traffic on the 5s I'm
3: watching a, a few accidents, uh, certainly in the area. And again, if, if it's foggy where you are, please make sure your lights are on. And not just so that you can see, but so that others can see you. And we're watching a bad accident. This is westbound, it looks like, on Highway 90. And it's backed up from the Sandy Sensing uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram um, past the turnoff uh, to El Paso. To, <laughs> I know I give the uh, directions like that. The Bell's Outlet backed all the way up uh, into Melton. Again, it looks like it is down to 1%. One lane, and it, it is backed up quite a bit again from Sandy Sansing all the way back. Uh plus plus um that accident navarre still showing a roadblock uh right uh roadblock this is eastbound on highway 98 navarre backed up from the navarre walmart to the bridge turn off in navarre and another slowdown huh southbound 29 just north of kingsfield that's backed up to the wind dixie uh broken down to tate school road there by an 18 wheeler as i understand a broken uh, down 18 wheeler so the police have it down to one lane again make sure your lights are on and then an accident at nine and a half in fowler that's near pine meadow elementary make sure your lights are on of the fog traffic tips text 437-1620 news radio 92 3 informative local dependable
2: thanks so much candy so back to this conversation Santa rosa county commission's having about this traffic light and by the way uh, I, I know sometimes i talk about a thing and you're like i live in escambia county what's this got to do with me Bear with me (laughs) because I try sometimes I'm just talking about these things because, you know, I'm going to talk about everything that's going on. But sometimes there's like this broader lesson. okay? and this is definitely a broader lesson topic. Just, you know, hang out with me for a second and trust me. So they're talking about whether to take the lowest bid for about a million dollars on this light. And issues project or to go with the next lowest bidder at 1.3 million dollars and sam parker has been making the case look um this one company did very bad by us the last time we used them you don't give them a bigger higher profile item and trust that it'll go well just because they came in with the low bid that doesn't make any sense so colton wright asks tom danheiser the judge the uh, former judge and now attorney for the county are we allowed to pick the not low bidder there's no problem with that right question for tom
1: Statutorily, are we required to go with the lowest bidder, or are we given the opportunity as a board to make a decision that is in the best interest of the the county? No, you you can pick the best in the best interest of the county if they're a qualifying builder, but I don't know how these specs, the specific wording of this request for bids, I'm just totally have no background on
2: it. Okay. And he had said that in the beginning. Is He's like, when the proposal was to go with three trades, he's like, I haven't researched this. I don't know the details. I can't give you a good legal opinion about this. Other than, as Colton asked him, well, can we go with the not low bidder? And he says, sure you can. Cheapest is certainly
1: not always the best. You know, there, uh, I preach the word value. And, and value oftentimes may come at a slightly higher price, but a, a much better product. I can't speak to the, the situation with this contractor in the past like Commissioner Parker can. Uh, I'm not aware of all the ins and outs and all the pain that was felt there. It wasn't. It wasn't in my district, and I didn't travel that that roadway. Um, but I can certainly sympathize with the concerns.
2: Well, that's three, right? So that's James Calk and Sam Parker and Colton Wright, all in favor of moving it up to three trades at the higher price, but at a known quality that they can trust. Kerry Smith, the new one of the two new commissioners on the board, District Two, Milton.
4: Well, why not go with Shavers? Then, I mean. Why are we just going with the next? Who's to guarantee that they're the best one to do the job? Is my point. Uh, I'm coming into this brand new, so I don't. I think that I need more time to look at it at this point because now I need to do some digging. I'm not going to just knee jerk and say, okay, well, three trades is the best one. He's not here either. I mean, nobody's here.
2: So he's not comfortable with going with the more expensive one because he's trying to be fiscally responsible. And maybe we should just start the whole process again, he says. So Sam Parker comes back and just says, look, this is a big project. It hugely affects District 3. That's James Calkins' district, my people. It affects that. We know three trades. Let's just go with them. And they wound up voting 4-1, to Kerry Smith voting in the negative. To me, there's a big takeaway here, and that's, to me, this is good government. This is what you, th- this is exactly why you elect people that have some knowledge, some background, some institutional awareness. This, uh, You know, I mean, Sam Parker basically had to catch it on memory that this one company had done what he said was bad work the last time. He had to catch that on memory, and he did, and he followed through, and he said, there's no way in... That I'm you know, that I'm giving them business again, like this. I'll give them a smaller project. We we'll put them on a plan to try them out again, but not like this. That's good government because so much of the time I think government feels obligated, and sometimes they are, okay, but I'm just they feel obligated like they gotta go with the cheapest. Well, cheapest got us the sailfish sign. The other one, the one that didn't work the one that just got fixed and replaced by the company that wasn't the cheapest before, we should have picked them anyway because they were the ones who knew how to do it because they had done it before. And turns out that's important. So, you know, going with the lowest bidder, even like lowest qualified, but like really qualified. And the point to me is I want them to make the decision that, you know, sometimes it's better to invest in the the better aluminum foil. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's better to... Maybe pay a little bit more for the oil change, you know, because sometimes, by the way, the low bid doesn't turn out to be the low bid with change orders that come back later or shoddy workmanship or whatever. It's not always better to pay more, but there are times when it is better to pay more and get the thing done right the way it needs to be done. So here's my one thought about this. And this is the if there are places doing this and I'm not aware of it, then I apologize to them for being smarter than I was in advance But what this immediately signaled to me is, why on earth isn't every contract performance evaluated after the fact every time we get work done for something at the city, at the county, at the school board, whatever? Landscape maintenance, it doesn't matter. Performance reviews should be for everything. And then a company has a history of B-minus work. And we judge that against another company that charges more for A-minus work. So that instead of Sam Parker having to just be lucky enough to remember and make a stink about it, that we could have had a record to say, okay, three trades they are pretty consistently doing, you know, 92% quality work. This other company had one project. It was a 64. Every company ought to have a history of evaluations and not just when the work is done, but maybe two or three years after, if it's that kind of a project to see if the work held up over time. Right. And what was the difference between what they bid and what was the change order? Like, I mean... This doesn't seem hard to do. It just is that we don't do it. Because then every single bid would come with a, and here's their performance history. I mean, I mean am I, I'm not making this too hard, am I? This seems like an obvious thing that all of our governments ought to be doing. And I, I guess I'm. if they do it again, great. I'm, I'm sorry for saying they don't. But I've never heard of that or seen that in any of this material. It's always a based on kind of somebody's general perception or their memory or their whatever instead of, some kind of metric that we can look at. 753 on News Radio 92.3, I'm Andrew McKay.
4: Laura and I really wanted something that was inviting. We didn't want the traditional stuffy jewelry store. We wanted it to be sort of coastal casual, sort of really inviting. A place that was fun that people could come and enjoy and not feel like they were being pressured. And we were shocked when we were recognized as one of America's coolest stores in 2018. They said, you know, there's not a lot like this in the Southeast, much less Pensacola. And we're really Really proud of it Murray Jewelers A better air filter on your
0: air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's Pep Talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say. If you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 930 on Pep Talk.
3: The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
0: Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at NewsRadio923.com.
1: Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa.
4: Someone didn't love you enough when you were little, did they?
6: Good call. There, that's worth a nickel.
3: Tragic.
2: Possible that we watched Howling Mega Nights again at Possible. <laughs> Are you all jacked up on Mountain Dew
3: like a spider monkey? I'm gonna come yeah. at you like a
2: spider monkey. <laughs> 754 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Uh David Wayne uh is gonna have to hold for a second. Sorry, David. I kind of brought you in, then I pushed you back out. Let's get, get let's get candy in here with traffic on the fives. And then David.
3: Oh, poor David. Um, accident causing a roadblock. This is eastbound highway 98 in Navarre. And again backed up from the Navarre Walmart uh, to the bridge, uh, the turnoff to Navarre Beach slash 87. So that's why that's a parking lot. Now there's slow down southbound 29 just north of Kingsfield. Now that's backed up uh, to the winn Dixie near Tate uh, School Road. Uh, broken down 18 wheeler. And as I understand, uh, there's emergency crews on scene. It's down to one lane. Accident on Highway 90 in Milton. Very slow from Glover to Dogwood. It's down to one lane as well. And again, if you have a uh, Fog. Make sure that your lights are on, not just so that you can see, but so that others can see you. And then another accident, nine and a half in Fowler. This is near Pine Meadow. Traffic on the fives. If you have traffic tips, text 437 1620 News Radio 923.
2: Formative, local, dependable. Just not clear why it is. Every time you say the word turn off, you look me in the eye. What, what do you mean? No, take a hint. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <David> kidding. Wayne <laughs> is in the, in <laughs> the <talking> newsroom <laughs> with their headlines, David.
5: The White House reportedly considering an immigration rule change that could force asylum seekers to apply for protection before. They reach the southern border. Senator John Corrin says it's a good idea, but he doubts it'll happen. Is a reasonable requirement for asylum seekers? I have zero confidence and
2: the Biden administration actually
5: enforcing it. And uh, Corin says the White House is under pressure uh, from activists to further open the border. Parents- I, didn't
2: know, I didn't know John Cornyn actually followed through and opened that office in the tin can factory down in Texas, but okay, so fair <laughs> enough. It's good to see a man of his word.
5: Yeah. The uh, parents of Tyree Tyre Nichols now accepting an invitation to the uh, State of the Union address in Washington, D.C. next week. That invite extended by the Congressional Black Caucus and the oldest living U.S veteran to survive the attack on Pearl Harbor, celebrating a major birthday today. Joseph Eskenazi, he was a private stationed in Hawaii when that happened in 1941, turning
2: 105 today. Outstanding very cool all right David thanks so much for the update 757 here on news radio 923 you know Frontier Motors we talk about them all the time It's a great place to buy a good quality used car uh, also a great place to sell a good quality used car and if you think about it it's uh it's not quite physics I guess it's not quite finance I'm not sure what the field is here it's not uh, not cooking but you know if you buy 150 cars from a place they've got to replace them OK, uh, it's logic, I guess. Then that means that they got to go to like, you know, the um, at least programs or they got to go to auctions like our Honda Odyssey came from an auction down in Orlando. Uh, so they've got to do something or from you from you. Now, look, if you love the prospect of. Going online and listing your car and taking the photos and then meeting strangers at the parking lot and hoping that they come back with your car. Great. Do do your thing. Okay, do your thing. Uh, on the other hand, if you'd like a little bit faster process that's just a little bit easier to do, go to Frontier. 15 minutes, they'll buy your car. I mean, it's that easy. They'll tell you what it's worth. And if you think you can get a little bit better price, okay, then you can consignment sell it. And they'll do that. Uh, no fee. They need the inventory. Okay. And if, you know, it's a reasonable number, they'll work with you on it. Fine. Whatever. Uh, it just might take you a little bit longer because, of, you know, the price is a little bit higher, but they work with you on that. No problem. So if you've got a good quality car to sell a couple of years old, one, two, three, low miles, good condition, go to Frontier Motors, Serving in the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind the big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. All right. I got a story here about one of these situations where I feel like I just have to read you the account because you won't believe me if I tell you (laughs) it's definitely one of the sounds good and and it's not lurid okay it's not a New York Post story Um, no but it's the headline is the credit card fraud is apparently so easy that even a pet fish can do it Japanese YouTuber (laughs) Mutakimaro channel explained that their aquatic friends heist was made possible through a setup intended to test if the fish could beat on its own the newest Pokemon game installment Pokemon Scarlet and Violet So they set this system up with a camera that would go through the fish tank and then based on the thing behind the fish that he would swim in front of, that would make moves in the game and give you directional inputs and buttons press. Well, eventually the fish managed to get itself onto a screen where it bought some stuff and downloaded some money. <laughs> Just randomly uh, managed to spend money on the guy's credit card. Only about four bucks worth but it's still kind of funny. Uh, and also changed his username from Mutokimaru to wa. <laughs> as randomly swinging fish instead of letter in, in, in front of letters would do. So don't let your fish have. Access to your online digital wallet.
0: Your home for Brian Kilmeade, weekdays 11 to 1 is News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.
5: Some response to the Tyree Nichols video from a Pensacola native and.